When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, my friends, and welcome to another episode of Terror Radio Podcast. If this is your first time joining me, then welcome. This is a podcast dedicated in bringing you the best of horror and thriller, old-time radio broadcast, as well as original stories. I'm your host, Keith, a.k.a. The radio show nerd, and as you can probably tell, still feeling a little bit under the weather, but in the immortal words of Gloria Gaynor, I will survive. (laughs) So, tonight's, excuse me, tonight's episode is entitled, Art Comes to Life, whereas a haunting and very unusual painting as well as a let's just say cursed tapestry both seem to take on a life of their own so without further ado this is Terror Radio the two radio series Highlighted tonight are the short-lived 60s radio show Macabre, followed by one of my favorites, The Weird Circle. The first radio play is The Midnight Horseman, and this was first broadcasted on Macabre on December 11th, 1961. Following that is an adaptation of Edgar Allan Poe's The Tapestry Horse. And this was first broadcasted on Word Circle, January 28, 1945. So, you know the drill. Sit back, turn down the lights, and listen to The Midnight Horseman, followed by The Tapestry Horse. He lives in a spectrum of the universe. When he ventures beyond this limit, he is in the unknown, a realm where strange forces are brought into play. When man attempts to misuse these forces, he is sometimes destroyed. This is Macabre. Far East Network presents, in special performance, Macabre. Tonight's story, The 
Midnight Horseman. Gentlemen, if you will step down this corridor, I will show you some of the newer paintings which have just arrived. Really, Roderick, that's all I've heard about since I married you. The house looks like an art gallery now. Come on, Belle. Let's see what the man has. Jason, you and Ella are with us? Yes, Rod. Thanks to you, I know every art dealer in town personally. Don't be so hard on the boy, Ella. Why, he shops for paintings as you would for hats. Who knows? Someday he might find a large Rembrandt. Ha! Shh! Ladies and gentlemen, here is the find of the century. The artist is an unknown Oliver Turnquist. It is called The Lake. What is the price? Uh, its value has not yet been determined. It was part of an estate sale we purchased recently in Europe. I should say in the neighborhood of $10,000. Notice the clean strokes of the brush. The kind of In the corner. Do you see that? No. Where? The picture of a knight on horseback. What do you do whispering about? Yes, I see it. Uh, may we see the painting of the horseman? The horseman? Yes, the uh, old canvas in the corner. Oh. The one with the knight. Ah, uh, that one. Uh, that really is not for sale. It shouldn't even be out here. Then why is it on display? It, it was part of the state sale, I mentioned. A very sketchy background. A painter unknown. I, I, I intended to repack it. Oh, Jason, he's trying to be mysterious to up the price. Does it have a title? Yes, the, the Midnight Horseman. Dates from the 13th century. <laughs> what an ideal wedding present for you and Jason, Ella. Ghastly. Besides, he hasn't asked me. You said that all Irishmen marry late in life. I'll get around to it, my dear, in time. May I have a closer look? I would prefer not to show this... Mr. Book. Brum, we just want to look. Very well. But I cannot be responsible. You bring this on yourself. Don't let him stick you now, Roderick. That's an old gag. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen... A portrait, one that should never have been painted. An old canvas, 700-some-odd years. I ask you to examine it quickly and then allow me to put it away. Oh, Roderick, it's terrifying. You're not going to buy that. I won't have it in the house. I'm just looking at it, Belle. Magnificent. A black-hooded knight with a silver lance, seated on a white horse by it. It is supposed to have been posed by a knight about 1250 A.D., he was betrothed to the Princess Belinda when she was abducted and slain by a ruthless baron. Years afterward, he would search the inns by night in quest of the slayer. The legend grew. It was set centuries later that the flying hoofs of the midnight horseman could be heard searching the countryside for his beloved Belinda and the cruel baron. An interesting story, but I don't see why you should be so upset by it. You see, sir, the, the portrait's been in my position about ten days... And it's hard to explain, but it seems to be more than just a portrait. I am afraid of it. Fine showmanship. That lad, Mr. Collin. He has just raised the price by at least 10,000. Why, it's just awful sitting there with that black hood. He looks like a, a hangman. Roderick, I won't have it in the house, and that's final. Ah, good. I, I'll rebuild it from... Mr. Blum, what do you think, Jason? For some reason, I think the man is actually frightened by his superstitious ignorance. The painting is a masterpiece. Nothing else. Buy it if you can. I'll give you 10000 Please, Mr. Linfield, you are a man of wealth, and I, I am but a poor dealer in the arts. Do not tempt me. I've got to have that portrait. 12000 Don't do it, Roderick, for my sake. Fifteen. My final bid. What do you say, Mr. Blum? <sighs> a hard bargain. Very well, if you must. 
Good boy, Roderick. Good boy. I do so with reluctance. They say that man makes his own hell. I hope you haven't just made your own. Supper fit for a king, Belle. I'm going to hire that cook right out from under your pretty nose one of these days. <laughs> I'm glad you and Ella could stay, Jason. <laughs> uh, Brinkley? Yes, sir. We'll take our drinks in the library. Very well, sir. You girls join us? Oh, no, not with that picture in there, we won't. Go ahead. We have plenty of girl talk to catch up on anyway, don't we, Belle? Come on, Roderick. <laughs> it seems we're not very popular with the fair sex at the moment. Right, we'll see you later. Ah, wonderful girls, wonderful I may just marry other one of these days. Now, don't get carried away. Hmm. What happened to the heat? Do you feel a chill? Hmm, since you mentioned it, yes. I'll have Brinkley check it out when he brings out drinks. Now, let's examine the prize. Where did you put it? It's already hung over the fireplace. Hmm. A magnificent find. Oh, you stole it to the price. There he sits. A hooded knight in black armor. Poised. Waiting. I see what the art dealer meant. Look, Roderick, at the lance he carries. I can almost understand Bloom's feeling that he's more than a portrait. Yes. At any moment, you expect him to hurl the lance. There's something about it, Jason. Take the hood. Can't see his face, but his eyes seem to burn right through. Yes. That proves my suspicions. Roderick, I think I know what's wrong with this portrait. Shall I serve the drinks, sir? Yes, uh, Brinkley, bring them in. Uh, Brinkley... Is there anything wrong with the heating system here in the library? Oh, why, no, sir. Then why is this room so cold? Strange, sir. It became this way shortly after you returned from the city today. I see. Thank you, Brinkley. That'll be all. Yes, sir. What do you make of that? My boy, I'm going to spend the night by the portrait. I'll need my notes. They're in Ella's car. And your books on the occult. Jason, you're about ready to leave? We've taken up these people's whole day. Ella, I'm not going with you tonight. What? Ella, dear, drive home like a good girl now. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. You're spending the night here? I have a few notes to make. Jason Van Horn, you're heading for trouble. I'm psychic, you know. There's something wrong with that portrait. I'm warning you to leave it alone. Ella, Ella, will you go home? Ella, will you go home? Who do you think you are anyway? Well, let me tell you, it's just as well I didn't marry you. Take my notes out of the car before you leave. <laughs> She's a spirited little devil, isn't she? I think you should go with her and forget the whole thing. Roderick, my boy, leave old Jason alone now. I promise you that by morning we'll have some news. We'll know exactly why they are afraid of the Midnight Horseman. Want to talk to Belle? Please, may I? Yes, just a moment. For you, Belle. Thank you. Ella, are you all right? What's wrong? Is Jason still there? I guess so. We left him down in the library after you left. Why? Ye God, what's eating her? Shh. Ella, is there anything wrong? It's hard to explain. I get those feelings. I don't understand them myself, Belle. Jason's in trouble. Please ask Roger to in on him. Why, of course, dear. Now, don't you worry about a thing. I'm sure he's fine, but we'll check just to make certain. Oh, thanks. Go back to sleep, dear. I'll call you tomorrow. Sure, thanks again. 
Good night. Now, what the devil was that all about? Ella's worried about Jason. Maybe you'd better go down and see if he is all right. What could happen in the library? He's probably asleep. Rod, would you mind looking? I told her you would. <sighs> I think it's high time she married Jason. Getting more like an old maid every day. Oh, Rod. All right. I'll go down to humor both of you. Guess I have to agree. That picture is causing too much trouble. Maybe it had better go. Sound from in there. Must be asleep. I'll knock quietly on the door. Mr. Van Horn asked not to be disturbed, sir. Uh, Brinkley, what are you doing up? I have an upset stomach, sir. I went to the kitchen for a remedy. Did you check on Mr. Van Horn? No, sir. As I said, he asked not to be disturbed. When did you retire? About 11, sir. To your knowledge, is he still in there? Yes, sir. I have heard nothing since you left him last evening. Mm-hmm. Well, we'd better have a look. Jason? 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 Are you in there? Perhaps we should go in, sir. Yes, frankly, perhaps we should. Strange. There seems to be no heat in the library. No light either. Don't turn it on yet. Although it shouldn't be off if he's working. Look around. Can you see him? No, sir. Something peculiar here. Jason! Uh, The portrait! It's no longer over the fireplace. Brinkley, by the hearth. Shadow. Yes, I see it. It's sitting on the floor. Does that look like Jason to you? No, sir. Quick, the light. We may be too late. <coughs> Why, it's Mr. Van Horn sitting on the floor in front of the portrait. His, his eyes are open, sir. But he doesn't move. Is, is he dead, sir? We'll see. Hmm. Pulse is all right. No? Some kind of trance. Jason, snap out of it. Wake up. Uh, perhaps if we turn the portrait around, he seems to be staring at it. Go ahead. Try it. Uh, there, sir. Yes. He's stirring. Uh, what the... What's the matter here? Get us some brandy, Brinkley. Yes, sir. And remember, not a word of this to Mrs. Winfield. I quite understand, sir. Roderick, I thought I told what you... What time do you think it is? Oh, why, just a little after midnight. Now, what was it's that? It's nearly 4.30, Jason. I see. Thanks, Roderick. You were staring at the portrait. Apparently, among its accomplishments, is a strong hypnotic power. What did you find out? No wonder Blum didn't want to sell. He also knew the truth. Meaning? My boy, this was painted by a medieval alchemist, or a man with occult powers. An entire ritual is depicted in symbolism. I've copied it down on paper. See? Mm. What does it add up to? Just this. Give me a day to correct these figures. Tonight we'll perform an experiment... It has waited through seven centuries for fulfillment. What are you talking about? Roderick, lad, if I can duplicate this ritual faithfully, tonight, right here in the library, we may stand face to face with the real Midnight Horseman. midnight. Everything is set. Portrait in a square facing north. We've drawn a circle around us. Each holds a fresh tree branch. Exactly at midnight, 
We recite the words. This is a rare moment, Rod. There's something unnatural about this, Jason. As a... As if we were trying to play God. The ritual wouldn't exist if it weren't meant to be used. All I did was buy a portrait. Now look how it turned out. If we're able to do this tonight, we'll go down in history as the first men to span seven centuries. You don't want to forget what that man is looking for. Shh. Midnight. Here we go. Ready? I don't like it at all. Good. That'll add tension. That's good. Hear the words, lad. Let's say them slowly and clearly. Absom, Bada, Geta, Lum, An, Jektai, Som. Hear anything? No, just the clock. What went wrong? Let's see. Quick, drop your branch over the picture. I would forget that. Now the timing's off. Sit very still. Jason, you believe in too many old wives' tales. Shh! Don't scoff at things you don't understand. It should begin with the sound of a cold wind. Then we'll hear the hoofbeats of a horse approaching. Just be patient, Roderick. It didn't work. Hmm. I can't understand what went wrong. I was so careful. Well, well, that's that for tonight. Wait. Do you hear it? The wind. He's coming. We've won. No. In a moment, he'll stand here as big as life. No, stop it, Jason. We did it, lad. <laughs> we did it. You pulled the picture out of the square when we were so close. Why? Uh, I could, couldn't go through with it. It's unholy, Jason. We shouldn't be doing this. Lad, I'm disappointed in you. Now we'll have to pick another night to start all over again. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Jason. You can try again tomorrow if you like. Busy, then. Have to wait till the day after. Okay, the day after. All right, at least we are certain now. It's just a question of time until we meet the man in person in this very room. Brinkley, there's no reason for you to remain up. Yes, sir. It's quite cool in the library. Shall I bring you a coat? No, thank you. Mr. Van Horn did not come tonight. That's right. It's nearly midnight, Brinkley. I don't want to be disturbed further. Yes, sir. I quite understand, sir. Ring if you need me, sir. Yes, sir. Good night. Good night. I wonder if I should try it by myself. Jason would be pretty disappointed if it worked and he weren't here, though. <sighs> Cold in this room. Jason thinks it's caused by some field of force around on the picture. The portrait... There it hangs above the fireplace. A hooded knight. Like a hangman out of some distant nightmare. Bell's right. It is terrifying. Wait. I can't look away. I'm being hipped. No, no, no. no. I did it. Jason was right. Don't stare at the horseman. Lord, it's uncanny. What's the time? A minute to twelve. Should I try? Why not? Have to hurry, though. Take the picture down. Place it on the floor. Uh, with a tree branch. Oh, it's on the couch. There. Now, draw a square with it around the portrait. Okay. And circle around that. 
Picture 56 says north. Hmm. Now, what did I forget? Something else. Oh, yes. Draw a big circle around the picture and me. Okay. She just made it. The words. What are the words? Flossel. Oh, no. So close. What are we down? Must be somewhere. But where? Be too late in the moment. Must be recited at midnight. Ah, a pocket. That's it. That's it. Here they are. Quick. Read the words. Upsam, Badha, Betha, Lum, Anjektai, Som. Next. Throw the branch on the portrait. There. Ah, the wind. I don't hear it. What did I do wrong? I didn't leave out a thing. It's supposed to work. Hmm. Might as well gather the stuff up and put it back, I guess. Wait. Wind. I did it. Hey. The room seems wavy. Eyes playing tricks on me. Sudden. Like a hole. Keep him close. He's coming. Midnight horseman. He's heading right for this room. Oh, the room is so wavy. Feel the force in the portrait. Shall I stop him? All I can? Not how do I know he won't kill. I can pull the picture out of the square and stop him. What? What should I do? <laughs> Hell! Oh, my darling. Are you all right? Are you all right? Hell, you spoiled the whole thing. I was looking outside and I heard everything. Please, darling, stop this while you can. I'm so afraid. I thought you were asleep. You weren't supposed to know anything about it. What you're doing is evil. But I haven't done a thing yet. You can and would if I hadn't stopped you. Oh, I, I'm confused. I haven't seen a thing. All that's happened is the sound. Oh, well, lucky that's all that happened. I'm sorry, darling. Here, dry the tears. Promise me, Rod. Promise me you won't try it again. I can't. Oh, you'll be sorry. Make a deal with you. First, I want to see you smile, though. No. Yes, come on. A big one. Oh, Rod. Hold me close. <laughs> That's better. Poor little girl. You were frightened. Make a deal with you. Okay. What is it? Tomorrow is Friday. Jason's coming over tomorrow night. We'll try once more. And this time, if it doesn't work, we'll quit. What if it does? Are you game? Oh, Rod. I've got to find out. How about it? I'm against it. But if you must... Well, well I want to be here with you. Check. Just one more time, then. I've got to find out if the Midnight Horseman can be brought into being. Hello? Hello, is this Eric Blum? That's right. I'm Miss Ella Case. It's about the portrait you sold Roderick Winfield. It's quite late, Miss. They've read some kind of symbolism in it. Say what? That's the reason I didn't want to sell it. Are you certain? Some rich, I believe, they perform at midnight. Where? At the Winfields. For all I know, they may try again tonight. Good Lord, it's 11.30. What is your address, Miss Case? 246 Maple Drive. Not the moment. We'll speak you up in ten minutes. If they bring that man back, I wouldn't give a nickel for their lives. This is it, Bell and Rod. Nearly twelve. This time we go all the way. I'll let the servants off tonight so we won't be disturbed. Good. Are you ready, Bell? Yes. Get it over, Jason. And remember, this is the last time. I promised it would be. Take your places. When the clock strikes, 
throw your branches on the picture and recite the words. Come what may, we won't try to stop it. Take it easy, Belle. Everything's going to be all right. The branches, quick! The words now. We'll read them together. Asom, Bada, Yeta, Lum, An, Jektai, Sum. Shh! It should begin now. Listen! I wonder if it'll work again. Takes time. Listen! There it is. The horse! It's working! It's working! Rod, it's still stopping. I missed the chance of a lifetime. Look, the room. It's getting wiggly. Be quiet! In a moment, a man centuries old will stand before us. Living, breathing. Bell, you promised. Stop him. It's our last chance. He'll kill us. You've got to stop him. Too late, Bell. That house is about to crash through those windows. I'll pull the picture out myself. from the horseman. You, you can see his face. It's Jason. have just heard Macabre, a special Far East Network presentation. Tonight's story was The Midnight Horseman. In our cast were John Buey as Jason, Frankie Oka as Belle, William Verdier as Roderick, Sandra Mori as Ella, Walt Sheldon as Eric Blum, and Milton Radmilovich as Brinkley. Technical supervision was by Airman First Class Larry Dooley with sound patterns by Airman First Class James Conley. This is Air Force Sergeant Al LePage speaking. Macabre was written and directed by William Verdier.
Macabre comes to you each week at this time through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. again the immortal tale the tapestry horse it would seem often that the feuds between the houses of the great are shrouded in mystery and antiquity however in at least one instance that of the neighboring houses of Stenoff and Luren in Hungary the beginning of the feud itself was pictured in a great tapestry hanging in one of the upper rooms of the Luren Castle. It was hung so that the observer, having looked upon the disgrace of the Stenoff ancestor, could turn and look from that very room at the glory of the present Stenoff Castle. Once the families had been close friends and had made their homes as close to each other as possible, but greed and jealousy had at least two centuries ago caused a murderous hatred between them. I observe the inconceivable finale of this great feud between these two houses at first hand because of my position as personal servant and confidant to young Master Frederick Luram. In fact, strange things began to happen the very day of the death of Frederick's father. We were standing in the tapestry room. Goethe. Uh, yes, Master Frederick. I'm right here, sir. Oh. Do you hear it, Goethe? Do you hear that bell? Yes, sir. It's They're the... tolling it for his death. They don't know, do they, Goethe, that he lives on forever? Lives on forever, sir. Listen to me, Goethe, listen. My father died last night, but I knew it even before they started tolling the bell. I knew it when the last breath left his body. I knew it because he and I are now the same person. His life goes on in my body just as his father's life went on in his. It's been so ever since the first of the Lurens. Our spirit is undying. It has always been a great house, sir. Greater than the house of Stenoff, eh, Gertner? Yes, 
greater than the Stenoffs. Much greater, Master Frederick. Master Frederick no longer, Gertner. Baron Frederick now. Yes, sir. Baron Frederick. Yes, Gertner. Our house is greater, but for one. The daughter of Baron Stenoff. Elsa. Ah, Gertner, I love her. No one, nothing will ever stop my marrying her. Tonight, when I meet her in the garden, I'll tell her that at last I can marry her. For now, I'm the master of Luren Castle. Very true, Herr Baron. Very true, sir. You see, Gertner, even the bell knows now that there is still a master of this castle. A powerful master. Everyone knows, Baron Frederick, that the present Baron is the greatest of all the Lurens. This tapestry, Gertner, the fight in that scene, it happened almost 200 years ago, and yet, it seems that it's still going on. The Lurens won that fight, sir. Yes, and the Stenoff swore vengeance from then on, even to the last of us, Gertner. Even down to me. And such a hatred, sir, will last until one family is destroyed. Baron Stenoff hates me personally, though, Gertner. And he hates me with a deadly hate. Still, today is the day we must meet, he and I. For today, as happens only once a year, the Baron Luren and the Baron Stenoff meet to discuss affairs of state. Stand by me, Gertner, while he's here. Take stock of what he says. It wasn't long before the Baron Stenoff was announced. I noticed during the interview that he looked very often at the tapestry and his eyes followed back each time to the face of Frederick Luren. As I followed his glance, I could see why. The face of the Luren in the tapestry was exactly the face of my master. The likeness and the look of proud superiority were the same. From the moment the Baron Stenoff entered the room, there was an air of animosity between them. Good day, Baron Frederick. Since it is necessary, Baron, come in. A chair here is prepared for you. I see, so that I may gaze directly at that accursed tapestry. It's not a favorite of yours, sir, I know that. But it is a favorite of mine, and this, remember, is my house. You are no more polite young man than your father before you. While my father's body still lies in this house, even such a man as you, Baron Stenoff, must feel a duty of some respect. Never, Baron Frederick, shall I feel respect for a Lauren. Dead or alive. Beware, sir, someday you may be taken as suddenly as he was. Ridiculous. I'm as strong and healthy as a horse. As that horse there in the tapestry, perhaps? <laughs> that is a tremendous beast, sir. And like you, Baron, it was a Stenoff. I doubt that you could ever master a Stenoff horse. I dare say, sir, I could ride any horse alive. Someday, no doubt, there will be one that will master you, Frederick. Let us hope not, Baron. That would indeed be unfortunate for my proposed marriage to your daughter... My daughter? In fact, I have already asked Elsa, and she has agreed, pending your consent. Because she knew you would never have it. Our families were born only to hate and to destroy each other. That is still true, Baron, but for one, Elsa. The blood must have weakened in the Lauren line, Frederick. You would try to get the mastery of my estates now by marriage rather than murder. I warn you, Frederick. The hatred reflected in that horse's eyes there in the tapestry against that murdering Lauren is not dead yet. <laughs> Two hundred years ago, a Lauren murdered a Stenov, and the hatred lasts in the eyes of a tapestry horse. And in the heart of a Stenov. Have you noticed, Frederick, the face of the Lauren in that tapestry? It is your face, exactly. 
While you were talking, Baron, I've been looking at the eyes of that horse. Tonight I see that they're really like human eyes, like your eyes, in fact. Strangely like yours. Perhaps I, too, shall come back after death. <laughs> As a horse? <laughs> oh, Baron, remember the prophecy about our families. A lofty name shall have a fearful fall... When as the driver over his horse, the mortality of Lauren shall triumph over the immortality of Stenoff. Perhaps if I were to prove that I could ride a Stenoff horse... Perhaps. Try it. Try it someday, Frederick. I have never heard a stranger conversation, nor have I seen such looks of hatred upon two men's countenances... This being a tale of hatred can have no definite meanings, for hatred itself, in its very essence, is insidious. Yet I knew there was a very definite threat in the Baron Seneff's last words. And nevertheless, that evening, Frederick went as usual to the garden of the neighboring Seneff Castle to meet his lovely Elsa. Elsa? Frederick, my darling. Oh, Elsa, my darling. I was afraid you wouldn't be able to come. Is tonight different from any other night? I couldn't miss seeing you like this, even if it were only for a minute. Nothing could stop me. I was afraid that your father would be watching you. I spoke to him today. You spoke to him about us? Yes. He was furious. He threatened my life. Your life? Oh, Elsa. Elsa, come with me now. Come tonight. We'll be married tomorrow and live safely together, safe from your father, from from all the evil things that he thinks and plans. I want to, Frederick. I want to so much. But you shall not, Elsa. You certainly shall not. Father! Well, you see now, don't you, Baron, that Elsa wishes to marry me as much as I wish to marry her. I told you before that that was impossible. You're an old man, Baron. Someday you'll be powerless to stop us. Then, then... Even then, Baron Frederick. Even then, you will not be safe. Watch then, Baron Frederick, after I've died, for your chance to ride a Stenoff horse. What does he mean, Frederick? Father, what is this? It's a part of the threat he made this afternoon. A threat that shall be carried out, Frederick. Wait and see. And now, Elsa, come with me back to the castle. Baron Stenoff had made his threat again. I didn't realize how much it really affected my master until later that same night. He was sitting in the room in which hung the fatal tapestry. Outside, everything was in confusion. But there, high up in the castle, not a sound could be heard. I knocked on the door. Come in. Baron Frederick. Baron Frederick, sir. Well, Gertner, what's all the excitement? The stables. The stables of Stenoff. Baron, look out there. Out the window, sir. They're on fire. What? Well, is that so exciting, Gertner? But they're about to collapse, sir. The animals, all the horses, they can't save them all. It's a just vengeance on Stenoff. He loved his horses best of all, Gertner. If he loses them, it's only the first sign that he's going to lose all he you has. See, you see, they're running wild, sir. All the horses, look, they're escaping. It's strange, Gertner, that I should have been here, looking at a horse while this was going on. But... Tapestry horse. Yes. I came into this room because I wanted to look at it again. It's a magnificent animal. Now you see out the window there, Gertner. 
None of the horses that the present Tenef has is as big or as strong as this one. Baron Frederick! Baron Frederick! Look there! What? The roofs of the stables have just collapsed, and I saw the Baron run into them just this minute. Then that's the end of him. Oh, I know, but... Look at the tapestry now, sir. Look at it. What? What about it? That horse. In the tapestry there. It moved. No. The light of the fire is playing strange tricks with the figures. But no, sir. Look. Look there now. His head has turned. He's looking at you, sir. Looking at you now, right at you. His eyes. His eyes, good. They're like human eyes. They seem to glow with hate. Gotha, look. He's moving again. And your shadow, Baron. Your shadow. It's fallen exactly over the figure of the man on the ground. Gotha, look out the window there, quickly. Oh, yes, sir. It is. It is. Running from the ruins of the stable. It's a horse. Exactly like this one in the tapestry. Baron. Baron Frederick. It's coming into your own courtyard. Quickly, Gertner, quickly. We must get out of here. Down there and catch that beast. Quickly, Gertner. Baron Frederick. Look! Huh? Uh, tapestry horse. It's gone from the tapestry. There's nothing there now but an empty space. Quickly, Gardner, quickly. Lock that door and lock it securely. When we reached the firelit courtyard, the look of astonishment on the young Baron Frederick's face betrayed to me that he had noticed the same thing I had. The horse now before us was exactly the same beast we'd been watching with such fascination in the tapestry. It had the same enormous fawn-colored body, the same magnificent head, the same eyes. Good. The eyes. Look at that animal's eyes. Why, they're almost like human eyes, sir. The way they look at me... They stare at me as though the beast actually hated the sight of me. They're like... They're like the eyes of... Like the eyes of Baron Stenoff. Gurdner. Look at him, sir. When he heard that name, Gurdner. When he heard that name, he reared up. Could it be possible... He believed that his soul would live again in another form. Gurdner. Look. That animal is standing still. Right here beside me. It's as though he wanted me to mount his back. Frederick... Here, Elsa. Here. Frederick. Father. I know, my darling. I know. I saw it all from the window, but I was powerless to do anything. Hold still now. Be quiet. Frederick, what happened? He was running toward the barn, Elsa. He ran so wildly. It was as though he were being chased by something. He he seemed frightened. The horses. He loved his horses. He was afraid for them. He ran right into the barn, Elsa. Right into the flaming barn. Nothing escaped the wreck, Elsa. Nothing except this one horse. I've never seen it before, Frederick. It's not one of ours. But it must have been. It ran from the wreckage of that stable. From that very stable where... Where father was killed. Say it, Frederick. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. Yes, Elsa, from that very barn. Look, Frederick. Look. 
He's standing still beside you, as though he wants you to mount him. Yes. Perhaps I will. Perhaps I will. That horse, sir. And why not? Remember, sir, the tapestry. Well, so much the better, Goodner, so much the better. If it really is... If it really is what we think it is, think what it will mean. But remember, sir, remember the prophecy as the rider over his horse. And now, Goodner, now is the chance to prove that prophecy. Here, hold. No, Frederick, no. I have a premonition. Don't try to ride him. Don't, please, Frederick. Oh, now, Elsa, my darling. Look, I'll, I'll mount him right around the courtyard here and be right back. No, Frederick, please. Well, why not wait, sir? Wait until the horse has been rested before you try to mount him. The excitement tonight, all that has happened, he may be better in the morning. Well, perhaps you're right, Gertner. Perhaps. <laughs> Very well, Stenoff Horse. We'll rest you until tomorrow. And then Aluren, for the first time, will ride a Stenoff Horse. Frederick, the way you say that, almost as though you hated the horse himself for being a Stenoff. A Stenoff. He's a Stenoff, all right. Why, it's almost as though he understood every word you say, sir. Yes, Gertner, I believe he does. What are you two talking about? What do you mean? Elsa, these... these things are not for you to worry about. Tomorrow we will ride. For tonight, the fire is almost burned out now. You'd better go back to your room and get some sleep, Elsa. In the morning. Then we'll see how the prophecy turns out. Good night, then, Frederick. Good night. Good night, Elsa. Shall I take the horse to our stable, sir? Yes, Gertner, and quickly. Very well, sir. Be careful, Frederick. Please be careful. There's something about that horse. Oh, last night, Elsa, when it was dark and there was only the light of the burning stables to see him by, I'll admit he did look terrifying. But today... Today he will look just as terrible. Well, here comes Gertner with him now. We shall see. He looks like a beast from the Middle Ages. Yes. They had horses like that then, didn't they? Tremendous, fierce beasts they were. I've heard Father talk about them sometimes. He seems fascinated by them. Your father? You know he was fascinated by horses. He studied them as though they were a science. Oh, look out! He'll be all right, Elsa. Gertner has a firm hold on him. Here he is, sir. Good. Then we're ready, hmm? Watch, then. Watch as a Loren rides a Stenoff horse. <laughs> or is it a jackass? Hold. Hold still there. Are you still going to ride him, sir? More so now than ever, Gertner. Here. Give me a hand up. Very well, sir. <laughs> there. Hold still. There. Now the Stenoff horse will find the rider... Away we go. Oh, no. Bring him back, sir. Frederick. Frederick, stop. He's carrying you off into the woods. Pull oh. him in, sir. Pull oh. him in, sir. Frederick. Goodner. Goodner, what can we do? Go get another horse. Go after them. It's no use, madame. It's no use. That horse is as swift as the wind. He's carried the baron much too far to catch them. There must be something we can do. We can't let them go just like that. There may be one thing. What is it? Well, I'm not certain, but there must be something, some answer in that room. What room? Goodner. Tell me what you're thinking In the of. room with the tapestry. Come, madame, with me, quickly. There may be an answer there. Take me there. I don't understand, but perhaps you can show me. I'll take you to the room with the tapestry. The tapestry that your father hated so much. The one... The one with the horse in it. Goodness. That's it. That horse. The very one. 
That horse. He was like the one Frederick is riding now. That is why we will go there. Oh, here we are, madame. Here's the room. Why is it locked? Baron Frederick ordered it so after last night. Last night? Did something happen up here last night? The horse seemed to come alive last night as we watched it in the light of the burning stable. It's so dark in here. I'm frightened. Curtain of the windows are open and, and yet it's dark. It's as though the room were filled with smoke. Is there a lamp? Something to make more light. Curtain, did you hear that? Yes, madame, I heard it. We must work quickly. Anything may happen now. It was like the whinny of a horse. A curtain or a lamp, some kind of a light. Yes, madame, just a moment. Here, here. Here's a lamp. You wait until I light it. There's still oil in it. Hurry, Curtin, hurry. This darkness is awful, like a blanket over the room. Yes, there. there you are, madame, there. At last. Now I can see a little. But it's still dark. Give me the lamp, Curtin. Let me look at the tapestry. Over here, madame. Curtin, it's gone. The horse is gone. He left the tapestry last night, right before we found that horse in the courtyard. <gasps> oh, good. The, the lamp, madame. Look out, the lamp. The lamp. <laughs> Why, it's, it's fallen over. It's burning. The whole room's afire. Oh. Look, look there. The flames seem to have leapt all over the walls. Run, Gertner. Run for our lives. This way, madame. This way. The door is over here. Did you hear that, Gertner? Did you hear that noise? It was as though the horse was right there in the room with us. Yes, sir, perhaps it was, madame. Yes, indeed, I heard it. Look. Look ahead. The fire seems to have run ahead of it. It's almost at the stairs. The whole castle seems to be on fire all at once. Down this way. The stairs are still holding. But do be careful. It's all right so far. Come on. We're almost at the door. The whole castle is on fire. Out this way, quickly. Yes, madam. There. There, we're safe now. We've got away. The whole castle. It's in flames. Listen. It's a horse coming this way. Oh, listen, Kitten. Listen. Do you hear? It's Frederick. And look, madame, they're coming right toward us. But Frederick, he's not afraid anymore. He's laughing. And the horse seemed so tame. But look there, it's doing exactly what Baron Frederick commands. Frederick! Frederick, my darling, are you safe? Safe? <laughs> Lure him safe on a set of horse? Of course. Whoa, whoa, Why, it's amazing. Look there, how the horse obeys him. And the way he stands. So still. Almost like a statue. And his eyes, so calm and almost friendly. <laughs> oh, here, uh, let me help you down, sir. <laughs> All right, Gerda. There. Hey. Ah, hold, hold there. <gasps> hold. Oh, oh, come back here. Look, he's dashing right into the plane. The horse. He's going right into the burning castle. Good. We've got to stop him. He'll be killed. We were sure that everything that had been inside that inferno was completely destroyed. Next day, we returned to look over the charred ruins. In some places, there were still little curls of smoke coming from the heaps of refuse. Surely, Frederick, surely everything is gone. We will build it again, Elsa. It'll be a greater castle than ever. We will build it together, Frederick. Build everything together now. Baron My Frederick. darling. Come. Uh, come quickly, Baron Frederick. There's something over here. What? What is it, Gordon? Something, something you must see, sir. Gertner, you look so startled. 
It must be something terrible. Oh, no, madam, it isn't anything so awful. It's... Look there, sir. Right under that pile of rubble that's still smoking. Why, it... It's a piece of cloth. Yes. It's... A tapestry. It is. Yes, it is. Here, good. Uh, here, help me. Help yes. me to pull it out. Yes, sir. There you are, sir. Uh, there. Unfold it quickly. Look there. Look at it. Not even one scorch. In all this place, it didn't burn at all. And look there, sir. Over there in the corner. Yes, Goodner. I see. The horse. It's back there in its place in the tapestry. And its expression. It's as though his whole spirit had been broken. As though... Frederick. It is the same horse. The horse you rode yesterday. Yes, Elsa. The horse I rode yesterday. At last, the mortality of Aluren has triumphed over the immortality of Astanath. You see, Elsa, you see, Aluren has finally broken the spirit of Astanath. And it was I, Frederick, I who finally did it. Frederick, Frederick, come with me now. Come home with me. Can't we let these things be? These horrible things. Can't our families be the same? Yes, my darling. Yes, Elsa, I'll come with you. I'll come. For at last, at long last, the hatred of our families is ended. Now there's only one family. And its name shall be Lurin. From the time-worn pages of the past, we have brought you the story, The Tapestry Horse. Bellkeeper, hold the bell. the show for tonight I want to thank you all for listening and remember you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash terror 1970 or you can find me on Instagram at radio show nerd or on Twitter at radio show nerd one and if you want to drop me a line say hello make a suggestion a request a even a critique feel free to email me at radioshownerd at gmail.com. I also have a YouTube channel, which, as I said last week, is, wow, blowing up. I literally obtained about 30 new subscribers within four days. Thank you. Check it out. Subscribe. (laughs) Like the videos. Highly appreciate it. Again, this is your host, Keith, a.k.a. The Radio Show Nerd, signing off. <laughs>